So it's kind of like the end of the night. Everybody is leaving and um, Sydney is looking around for Tatum, but she's nowhere to be found. So she asks Stu. He's like, I don't know. I haven't seen her all night. And that's when Billy just like pops in the door frame to scare the shit out of them. I I love that moment. Yeah. He has a little like smirk on his face. He's like, hey, I just parted my hair with a lot of gel and I'm ready to finally kiss. What's up? <laughs> He's like, in, in 12 years, I'm actually going to be um, Cole Sprouse's dad. So, yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's the only reason I watched Riverdale as long as I did was literally for him. I never got into it. And I'm a sucker for almost virtually any show. You're not missing anything except for insanity. Insanity is all you're missing. What am I talking about? Okay. Billy is like, hey, guys, I came. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why it's so funny, but just hey, hey, it's me, Billy. I'm back. I came. I'm here. I made it. Oh He's like, hey guys, I'm just here to talk to Sydney by myself. <laughs> and um, what the fuck is wrong? Why is that even funny? <laughs> oh, I'm delirious. Okay. Oh. Stu is like, you guys can go up to my parents' bedroom and talk or whatever. Freak. And Freak. If you're if <laughs> yeah. no one wants to have sex in your parents' bedroom, <laughs> Stu. And pervert. Billy's like, nice, like real subtle. And Sydney's like, no, 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 like we do need to talk. So she brings them upstairs. And I think that Billy also like punches Stu in the balls on his way up. That's where the the that's where the homoerotic undertones between mm-hmm. Billy and Stu start. Yeah, and they continue very heavy. Oh, absolutely! Throughout the rest yeah. of this movie. Yeah, and then Randy no sees like them going upstairs together, and he's like, "Oh man, like shucks, they'll get, there goes my chances with Sid." <laughs> he's like, "Damn, I really had a chance to have sex with the girl that's." getting the the center of the murder damn tonight would have been the perfect night (laughs) at the party with everyone the anniversary of her mom's death would have been the perfect night for me to lose my virginity to this girl (laughs) and i mean literally and then is her ex-boyfriend's there i mean hello Mm -hmm. do you even stand a chance in this situation This is like a, a zero zero. Circumstances could quite literally not be worse. Not be worse. No. They could not be worse. I'm like Randy. This is why you're a virgin. I want to note a- that at this point, Randy has basically takes control of the party. Yeah, he that, does. As at Stu's yeah. house and like is commentating every single horror movie that's going on. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't want to spoil anything else. I also want to note that at this point, some of the original soundtrack from Halloween is blended in oh. into the into the soundtrack as uh, as the the movie Halloween is playing in yeah, the background yeah, of yeah. the movie. Damn, that's so cool. So meta. Whoa, like, man. What the fuck? <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I feel like I'm on an episode of Rick and Morty. Like, what the hell? <laughs> no, just kidding. Okay, wh- wh- so where are we now? Oh my god. So we go back to fucking outside, which is Hornyville, USA, atypical, <laughs> where Gail gets back into the van and her cameraman tells her the tape is running about a 30 second delay. She tells him to record anyway and ask him if a cheesy tabloid reporter has ever won the Pulitzer Prize. He tells her 
there's a first for everything. <laughs> Poor fucking Kenny. He's oh. like completely emasculated by this domineering woman, uh, constantly ridiculed about being fat, and he doesn't stand a chance as far as probably makes like wa- minimum wage. Not part of a union. Yeah, she's tearing him to shreds. He's probably an intern, y'all. Kenny, if you want to talk about unionizing, please Let contest us that immediately. Don't talk to me because apparently I'm going to slur my words. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, if shock, uh, take it away. Give me a break. Oh my God. I haven't recorded something this long since like the Old Testament. I mean, Jesus. <laughs> Hey, Zeus. God, give me a break. Okay, so at this point, we transition to the bedroom where uh, our girl Mo's going to take away a play-by-play. Uh, truly. <laughs> Basically, Sydney and Billy sit on the bed. Billy's like, man, I'm so sorry for being selfish. And Sydney's like, Typical. oh, my God, I'm so sorry for being <laughs> no. selfish. <laughs> no, I'm a nerd. And... Then she's like, you know, I'm so self-absorbed with my post-traumatic stress and my mother dying. And he's like, right, well, you know, you can't wallow in grief forever. And she's like, I can't keep lying to myself about who my mom was. You know, I'm scared I'm going to turn out just like her, like a bad seed. So I should fuck you. We should have sex. (laughs) So like the undertone is that I don't want to turn out like my whore of a mother who... Um, it's, it's constantly there's rumors being like the girls in the bathroom are like I heard her mom was a yeah. whore anyway <laughs> like which is so fucked like the, her mom might have got more murdered but her mom was a, literally a whore yeah. I mean come her on her mom was having actual sex with not her husband so kind of she brought it on herself no yeah yeah these, these fucking high schoolers are biblical <laughs> So Billy's like, yeah, it's just like how Jodie Foster in Silence of the Lambs had flashbacks about her dead dad. And Sydney's like, yeah, but this isn't a movie. Like, this is my life. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I, I would be so uncomfortable at this point if, if you're yeah, trying I'd to have sex like, with me. Yeah, I'd be like, what the fuck are you talking about? And it only gets worse because he's like, it's all a movie, Sid. It's all a big movie. Except you can't pick your genre. <laughs> From this point on, I'm like, this kid went to NYU. He studied film and TV. And oh, yeah. He's like, life's a movie. Like, it's all art. Like, <laughs> And it, it was this point in the movie where I was like, I can fix him. <laughs> and I was like, you need to get your shit in check. <laughs> this is literally, this is just like one degree away from Noah Bombrack. Oh, my God. <laughs> he's like what if the, what, life is just a bunch of genres and when it blends together uh, yeah, have sex maybe he's like this wasn't about my ex-wife but I was like I showed a turn she said it was great <laughs> yeah exactly yeah just like just did not I was really uncomfortable at this point I was just <laughs> oh yeah and it, and it just keeps getting worse because they like they kiss and they hold each other and she's like well, why can't I be like a, a Meg Ryan movie or like a good porno? And Billy just like opens his like, eyes what? and he's like, what? And she's like, Billy's already me. hard. He's taken oh, yeah. Viagra three hours ago. <laughs> like, 
He's locked and loaded. Ready to go. Yeah. I just want to say that this movie is like so horny. Yeah. From the get go, like every single character, like Stu is like hanging on Tatum the whole time, being Mm -hmm. like, it's just like, oh my god, Stu, little puppy dog Stu. Yes, of course. Mm -hmm. We'll we'll get into this in like two minutes. Matthew Illard is so hot. Lillard. Lillard, that's what I said. <laughs> you Illard. Is that Illard? Is, it's his rap name. <laughs> I, I just slurred it. Yeah. You just misunderstood me. <laughs> so. so, yeah, basically, Billy just asked Sydney if she's sure. And she's like, yeah, I think so. And, you know, they start getting down to business. Okay. So, hor- perverts, horny perverts, mm-hmm. horny teenage perverts. <laughs> background horny a 20 to 28 year old adult actors pretending to be horny teenagers yeah it's so fucked up like what what is dimension films cooking up for us what is what is Wes craven what is harvey weinstein thinking what is he projecting this is this is literally a nightmare (laughs) in real life and on the screen yeah (laughs) so Let's downstairs. They're all watching the fucking movie, the gang. It's like Stu and like some random one random girl and like seven like yeah, also kind of like horny bros. And at this point, Randy is just kind of going off about horror movies, and they're all like, "When are we gonna get to see Jamie Lee's boo?" <laughs> and I'm like. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god! Like so horny. Like, like you gotta wait to see boobs in a movie. Like, chill. <laughs> so they, um, she say she's always the virgin in the horror movies. She wouldn't show her tits, and she never went nude until it was legit. Which I don't know which movie they're referencing. I was kind of yeah, trying I don't to know. I'm out, not familiar enough with Jamie I Lee's think it's the entire one where filmography. It's like she's like um in a rope and. Is it aerobics? She's like aerobics instructor. Oh, oh, with John Travolta, that movie. Anyway, Jamie Lee uh, Curtis always uh, stays alive because she's the virgin in the horror movies. This is what Randy is concluding. And Randy then uh, he says, that's why she never outsmarted the killer. Only virgins can do that. So those are the rules. And everyone's like, "Uh, what the fuck are the rules? Like, Randy's talking like as if they all watch horror movies as much as them. And so he pauses the movies and he's like, you don't know the rules. You don't know the rules. <laughs> he's like, okay, let me tell you a few rules. Okay, first, gay people, gone, dead. <laughs> he's like, women, gone, dead. <laughs> he's like, virgins, live, live. <laughs> He doesn't really say the gay part or the women thing, but I was um, like, "Is that in the script? <laughs> like, is that the director's no, cut? Is that no, the director's so, cut?" No, no. Yeah. So, so Randy really starts laying out the the rules of the horror movie. He says, "You can never have sex. You can never drink or do drugs. It's the sin complex because you're when just everyone's adding- like cheersing their beers, they're like, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> they're like, let's die tonight.' <laughs> Stu gets up for more beer and says. Uh, one of the rules that Randy says is like, don't ever say I'll be right back because they always die. And Stu says, I'm gonna go get some more beer. I'll be right back. <laughs> and so, <laughs> and then Randy says, if you push the laws, you'll end up dead. And see you in the kitchen with a knife. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so fucked. Randy's oh not God. an optimist. He's a realist. Yeah. 
Back at the van, the trusty old van, Gail and Kenny are just devouring the footage that's happening from inside the house. And they hear a knock on the door and they're like, oh, shit. But it's just Dewey, you know? Mm. And um, just my boy. (laughs) (laughs) They turn off the feed and he's like, hey, um, the sheriff just radioed like someone reported a car in the bushes down the road. Like, do you want to join me to check it out? And I'm like. Who are you? You're asking like tucks hair behind ear. Do you want to join me? Literally, you're asking the reporter to come with you to check out a potential like crime scene. Oh, you want to go down? You want to go down the drive, down Horny Drive, take a little interlude. (laughs) Horny Drive, take a left on um, my penis road. Yeah, I want to. I want to make a little. I want to make a really deep cut screams note i'm sorry to interrupt but god on the second movie if you get if you make it that far there's a song in the soundtrack called dewey's theme and it's the only upbeat really beautiful song in the movie wow and it's like courtney cox thinking about dewey oh and it's this beautiful it sounds kind of like twin peaks theme music it's wow. super beautiful oh my gosh i have to i have to keep an ear out so when uh, Gail leaves, Kenny turns the footage back on and Gail goes out to Dewey's car, but he stops her and he's like, no, it's such a beautiful night. Let's walk instead. And he takes out his flashlight and Ew. she's like, okay. And that's why I was like, he's the killer, obviously. <laughs> yeah, it's suspicious. It's very suspicious when he's like, no, let's let's walk so I can like bludgeon you. Yeah. Ladies, let me just say, if you ever invited to go on a, 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 a dark walk with a cop with a flashlight. Ladies, a cop no. will never return you home safely <laughs> Ladies, after taking you on a night walk. Okay. Don't date a cop, even if he's David Arquette and has the the mannerisms of a Boy Scout. It's not okay. Yeah. <laughs> so back at the house, a bunch of kids are leaving to go home. Meanwhile, Billy and Sydney are making out on the bed. Things are getting hot and heavy. <gasps> yeah. Then down. <laughs> yeah. So we have these like parallel shots between like upstairs and downstairs where like Randy's like, here comes the obligatory tit shot as they're watching Halloween while Sydney is like literally taking off her top. <laughs> and they're like, yeah. oh! They're they're like cheering like that. They're like so yeah. amused that they just saw tits. I'm like everyone is extremely wait, wait horny. Up. Back in the living room, the phone rings and Randy answers and tells everybody that their principal was found dead, gutted, and hanging from the goalpost on the football field. And these like rando dudes who are just watching this movie are like, "Yeah, bro, like let's go see his body before they they're take like, it what? down." <laughs> They rush to go see this. Yeah. So at this point, they are just like, they just get in the cars and they're just like, you see them splashing up the front of the house. So Gail, back to Horny Drive on the side (laughs) of the road, and Gail asks Dewey if that's his real name. And he tells her, it's Dwight. And he says that it's the town's way of not taking him seriously. And then the kids basically are speeding down the street and they nearly run over gail and Mm. dewey they fall down a tiny little hill in the woods they fall down on top of each other and then they start to kiss i mean like (laughs) 
that was a romance made for the stars. Like I don't like cops, but I mean, this is I was I was really happy about this part. Yeah. And I felt I was like, "Oh." So at this point, um Gail's like, "No, no, no. Is that what you're looking for?" And it points to a car, and then Dewey f- freaks out and goes, "Oh, oh my god, that's Neil Prescott's car. <gasps> oh, this is not good. This is Sydney's dad. He's back. He's probably on a murder thing. I mean, like this is what's going through his head." I can't yes. really. I, I can't really say. So transition back to the bedroom. Mm. Bum, 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 bum. Sydney and Billy have just had sex. She Coitus. lost her virginity. Yes. Coitus, poised coital clarity. <laughs> She's like, "Hey." Who did you call when you got arrested? And he's like, my father. And she's, she's like, she's literally had she's literally had sex with him, and she's immediately like, wait, 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 cross referencing him. Yeah. Did, did we? Did you kill? Did you? Kill yeah. Who'd you people? call from jail? By the way, just wondering. She's like J J W. Just saying, um, if you know, you know. Like, who did you call from jail? And he's like, my father. And she's like, okay, if you're if you called your father. Why did I see the sheriff call your dad? Oh, no. Why did I see him call your father? And Billy's like, when I called him, I didn't get an answer. So the sheriff had to call him. And Sydney's like, oh, okay. And he's like, Sydney, you don't think that I am still the murderer? And she's like, no. No, I was just wondering because like if it if it was you, like that would be a really clever way to get me <laughs> off track. Ha ha. You know, using one phone to call him, call me, you know, so I wouldn't think it was you. Such a really demented way to just. These people have no coup. She's like, no, not at all. But like, if it was, like, that would be so funny. But if it was, (laughs) I mean, like, so funny. I know that you just like literally took my V card, but like, could you just like rewind and go back on like how you didn't kill them? (laughs) Yeah, just rewind, stop. And he's like, you know, what do I have to prove to you to show you that I'm not the killer? And that's when Ghostface comes up behind Billy and Sydney's like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> and then in this like really like funny, hilarious kind of way, Ghost Killer is killing him in like where uh, Billy's back is turned and it looks like he's just punching him in the, with the knife in the chest. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't, it just looks goofy yeah. when it's happening. Yeah. And suddenly Billy is covered in blood and uh he's basically dead and he's falling to the floor and the ghost face killer wipes his knife eerily. Mm. Sorry to take over, I just love that part. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, it's 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 a great shot for sure. So Sydney is like, oh my god, and then runs out of the room. She like books it to the attic where she ends up blocking the door with like a ton of shit, a surfboard. And uh, the killer does eventually get into the room, like, very quickly. And she skedaddles out the window. Great word. He tries to, like, grab her and pull her back in. But she falls off the roof. But luckily, there's a boat right below this window that she lands on. I love boats for being there. Yeah. I'm like, thank you. (laughs) Love a covered boat for being Mm -hmm. there for me. So she, you know, gets to her feet and sees... Tatum hanging dead from the garage door. It's really gross. Yeah. It's like the most gory part of the entire movie is the way that her body looks in that garage yeah, door. Yeah, it's pretty fucking awful. She's like askew. It's 
You're like, you can't believe the most beautiful girl in the movie has been murdered in the most violent way. Yeah. Shocking. So she then runs to the news van looking for help and gets in with Kenny. And they're kind of like watching the the feed from the living room. And that's when they see like Randy sitting in the living room watching Halloween being like, Oh, like, turn around, Lori. He's right He's behind alone. you. Turn around. And we see Ghostface standing behind Randy, literally, like, about to fucking stab him. And Kenny's like, oh, my God, there's a 30-second delay. So they open up the the van door, and that's when Ghostface comes up, immediately slices Kenny's throat. He's dead. That shit was so violent. Yeah. So... Sydney manages to like escape out the van while the killer is looking for her. And we see Dewey and Gail get back to the house and Dewey goes in to like search around with his gun, but he ends up hearing some like whimpering. So he goes to investigate, but it's literally just Halloween, the movie (laughs) playing on TV. Very scary to be in a horror situation and Mm -hmm. hearing a horror movie in the background. (laughs) That would trigger me even worse. Okay, so mm-hmm. we're back to outside, uh, back to Horny Avenue, and Gail <laughs> calls for Kenny. Actually, we're outside of the house, not Horny Avenue. So she's looking for Kenny. She can't find him. She looks down and sees like a fucking giant puddle of blood and is like, oh, no, this cannot be fucking good. So she gets into the car and tries to call 911. Uh, Randy comes up to the car and, and then uh, immediately Gail in the coolest, <laughs> most like three stooges slapstick way beats the living shit out of him with her giant okay. cellular phone yeah. that looks it looks like, looks like this, a calculator. The it's the Carmela Soprano phone. <laughs> yeah, the, the pulp phone. <laughs> Yeah. I want some pulp. I want some pulp. Is, yeah. She tries to drive away, but Kenny's blood is like all over the fucking visor. And so she starts like doing the little windshield wipers. I've She's never like, driven what a car, if I drive so the car so what... crazily that all the blood just wipes away? <laughs> what if the body, the dead body on my roof just falls off? Okay. Well, first of all, then the body falls down and she starts trying to wiggle the car around and she's driving like a fucking maniac. First off, she sees Sydney. She freaks out. She f- turns the car around and then she goes through a little picket fence and the noise that the picket fence makes when it breaks sounds like a 10 pin alley bowling <laughs> strike it is so comical it's oh like they put God. it in the background of the audio yeah. happening at the same time wait put in a, okay. put in a clip of like a strike at a bowling alley please <laughs> um so she's crashed sydney calls out for dewey and sees sees him and he starts to approach her but then quickly he lowers his back and you see the knife in his back and he falls to the ground the killer comes after sydney at this point and tries to drive she tries to drive away in the cop car but the killer has the keys and so she he's just taunting her yeah and she keeps he keeps unlocking each side of the doors and then finally she doesn't see that he's opening the back of the car so he starts getting in and she calls on the dispatch and she says i'm at blah 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 blah's address at Stu's house and the and the killer oh wait 
Yeah, wait, yeah. it says the yeah. killer, killer gets her by the throat, and she, Sid gets out of the car and grabs Dewey's gun. Randy comes up to to her, and he tells her that they have to get out of here, and then Stu comes up to her and tells her the same thing. She's confronted with the, she can't deal if they're a killer, so she locks both of them out, and Billy comes down the stairs to thank God at this point. She's like, oh, Billy's here to save me. Billy opens the door. Oh, he's still alive after his, like, eight stab wounds? Yeah, this is crazy. So Billy opens the door and lets Randy in and he tells them Stu's gone mad and Billy says we can all go a little mad sometimes at this point Billy sh- he looks really hot he right does now. he does he's he's incredibly hot through he's hotter until the point of the end of the movie yeah he's hotter in the last 20 minutes than he is at any other point in the film at one point during these sequence of these 20 minutes he licks his own blood off his fingers and goes it's corn syrup well he just shoot he's just shot randy so that's first what happens <laughs> pretty <laughs> crazy randy and he immediately reveals that they're the killers and that they framed cotton weary and they did they did their mother a favor because she flashed her shit all over town like she was Sharon Stone, and and so at this point, and Stu then goes, Stu's like, and let's face it, she was no Sharon Stone. <laughs> he has like a faux, like scoot. I'm sorry if that sounded literally insane, but he is so comical in his delivery. Yeah, yeah, no, he he he's like perfectly cast to be like a psycho yes. killer in this one. The choices that he makes are like astounding. And I like cannot even really think of another instance where I've seen an actor make such bold choices on every single line. Bold. He's like, I'm feeling a little woozy, man. During this scenes, Wes Craven encouraged ad libs to be filmed. And so the woozy. And as well as there's a quote where he says, oh, what are my parents going to yeah, think yeah. about this? That's like that my was, favorite line. Yeah. That was on the spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matthew Lillard just came <sighs> up with that. I can't believe y'all. Ne- he is so clever. Have y'all never seen Salt Lake City punk? No. SLC punk? SLC, you were talking. Yeah. Mo was talking about this yesterday, though. Because she was like, what's the movie where his hair is dyed? I think in the first like 20 minutes of like talking to Shock, they were like, I'm going to Venmo you like $4 to rent SLC punk. <laughs> like, you need to see this movie. It's so good. It's like a, just oh a my God. breakthrough. Well, I'm staying with Mo for like the next week. So we'll watch it and yeah. we'll report back. We'll watch uh, it. Yeah. We'll report back know. to you. Let's let's make it a bonus episode. <gasps> oh my gosh. A bonus episode on our go. non-existent feed. <laughs> yeah. I love. Okay, so Billy reveals that at this point that his mother was having sex with or Sydney's mother's having sex with her father, and that's why his mom left them, which is such a fucking Get over yourself. Like God. Like blame blame your dad. Yeah, for having an affair, and I love that he stresses that the, like that. There's no motive behind this. It's just the '90s, you know. But <laughs> the millennium, Bill, uh, yeah, it's it's just a a, a, a thing that the, the millennium. So Billy says that maternal abandon really fucks people up, and even it got Sydney to have sex with a psychopath. 
and Stu laughs basically you're no longer a virgin and i okay i honestly i think this is one of the most demented lines but i do play it in my dj sets <gasps> and she, she's like uh, she's like fuck you and then um billy says we already played that game you lost oh my god and then, <laughs> yeah and then i'm like i love playing halloween parties okay yeah. so uh, at this point, um, Billy grabs Sydney and Stu says she has to die. Those are the rules. Uh oh, and this is the greatest part. You're going to love this. We got a surprise for you, Sydney. And Stu brings out Sydney's dad and uh and says at at mid after midnight, so it's officially the one year since they killed her mother. Oh. <laughs> Why they? So once Stu has brought Sydney's dad upstairs, he talks about how he planted all of this evidence on him, and they talk about how they basically set up this whole thing, and it all ends with her dad killing Sydney before he shoots himself in the head with Stu and Billy as the only survivors. So they basically start like stabbing each other to like this fake... is the coolest scene of the horror movie yeah to like fake it, their injuries such an intense scene. oh my god it's insane it's so hot and at this point they're kind of leaning on each other yeah like, they, while they're revealing all these things to sydney they're like, oh, they're, like very holding each other like, yeah yeah, like leaning on each other. It's like so gay. It's like One Direction gay. It's like the gayest of gays. It's yeah. like watermelon sugar. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, yeah. So the the horniest song available. <laughs> watermelon sugar starts playing at this mm-hmm. point, and we were all confused. <laughs> oh my gosh! So um. You know, Billy reminds Stu before he stabs him, like, hey, like, stay to the side. Don't go too deep. But Stu stabs him, like, super hard. They're just, like, fucking yeah. hacking away at each other. And um, Billy's like, oh, you got me, man. <laughs> yeah. It's very intense. <laughs> and um, they basically are like, yeah, that's the plan. Like, everyone dies because of us because you got to plan the sequel because these days you got to do a sequel. You got to have a sequel, baby. <laughs> I just want to point out that the the guys taking turns stabbing them is also in itself like incredibly homoerotic. Mm-hmm. And it's like, certainly... ooh, t- t- take that fucking knife. Yeah, like, yeah. What's the symbolism there? What's been really going on? You're mm-hmm. you're upset your mommy left, so you fuck fuck Stu. <laughs> That's the okay. lesson, kids. There we That's go. That's the lesson, kids. Don't sleep with your best friend, or you might go on a murder spree. <laughs> so Billy continues to stab Stu and says to Sydney that you know movies don't make psychos they just make psychos more creative and Stu's like hey man can you stop I'm feeling kind of woozy and Billy's like (laughs) Billy's like just go get the gun (gasps) yeah (gasps) it's gone it's a flabbergasted oh no and so come in fucking Courtney Cox has literally been thrown out of a van and has been through it all she's been wrecked she's been rocked she's been kissed and she has the gun pointed at them and she says I have a different ending in mind and it's like super feminist and um, at this point Sydney's like yeah (laughs) not really but like she kind of internally has the power so she 
So she pulls the trigger, nothing happens, and uh, Billy's angry and approaches her and kicks her and kicks her against the column, and she delicately falls into the arms of her estranged lover, Dewey, <laughs> on the ground, who is also estranged out. by him being her like stabbed. Or killed, I don't know if yeah. we literally talked about the fact that Dewey was like stabbed in the back. I feel like we did not discuss that. Well, yeah, he. Oh, was. we did. We did. Dewey we was did. He was. He was limping. Yeah. So, um, the uh, Billy, the phone rings. Billy go. Billy goes to shoot her. Okay, wait, hold on. Oh, tripped myself up a little bit. So Billy kicks uh, Gail. Gail falls next to Dewey. Then Billy goes to shoot her. Turn. She. Tur- Stu turns around to see that Sid and her dad are gone. So like, Stu starts freaking out. He's like, "Oh no, Houston, we've got a problem." Yeah, he says. <laughs> and then the phone rings, and it's Sydney with the voice changer. And she says she called the police on them. And Billy yells at Stu to find them, but he is like bleeding out so fast. Yeah. Billy, he's like, "You cut me too deep." <laughs> <laughs> and Billy gives Stu- you cut me too deep, man. Billy, it set, in the notes it says Billy gives Stu the phone, but he throws the phone at <laughs> yeah. at Stu and goes, "Ow, man, it's a fucking phone!" <laughs> <laughs> and and um, uh, Sydney asks, "What's your motive?" And he says, "Peer pressure." And uh, Billy starts yelling at her, and Billy starts just like tearing the place up, screaming. He's like, "I'm gonna kill you, bitch!" Which is like very signature Wes Craven. I feel like every villain yeah. in his movies say, "I'm gonna kill you, bitch." It's like Freddy Krueger. Um, Billy starts crying. He's like, "My mom and dad are gonna be so mad at me." Oh, <laughs> such a good line. <laughs> I loved. I loved. I was crying. Yeah, I was like, "Jador." And Billy hears these voices, like this whimpering. He thinks it's coming from the closet. But it is actually just Halloween continuing to play on the television. And Sydney comes out dressed as Ghostface. She quick pops change. out of the closet. <laughs> yeah, quick change, team. Whoa. And she pops out of the closet, stabs Billy with this umbrella. And Do you know what I did toss- read? Okay. Uh, and yes, we probably yes, have the same thing. So Skeet has like wiring, like metal wiring in his chest from like open heart surgery that he had as a kid, <gasps> right? And so when she like stabs him with the umbrella, it was supposed to be on like a like a protective part that they had like laid so he wouldn't actually get stabbed. But she missed the mark and actually stabbed him in the chest and he was in like excruciating pain. So that and, was and scream was the real. Take, they used the take. Yeah. Okay, so it's it, he. She hits him twice, and the second hit is the one that goes in. And he's like, he makes this life curdling scream, and yeah. it's real. It's fucking incredible, honestly. That's so hot. Wes Craven. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's fucking Most, sexy. Like, like n- <laughs> nervous, smiling down there, like. Oh. <laughs> okay. Let's, so. Uh, um. That happens, and she tosses the gun away, and Stu runs out, tackles her. They fight all over the place. They're really getting into it, and he's like, you know, I always had a thing for you, but she throws she throws the TV down on his head and electrocutes him. He's like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Done, over, funny. game over. Yeah. Then Sydney goes back to the hallway. Randy pops up and he's like, 
I've never been so happy to be a virgin. And Billy pops back up, punches <laughs> and just punches Randy. him in the loudest punch. It's like, <laughs> like um, and then Sydney tackles him. Billy's strangling her. Sydney sticks this finger in like his wound, and yeah. he screams. And he is about to stab her when Gail shoots him. At that point, so Gail had originally. Gail had originally never turned off the safety. Yeah. Yes, and this time exactly. she was like, I turned off the safety that time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Randy's like, you know, like they all crowd around Billy and Randy's like, this is the moment when the supposedly dead killer comes back to life for one last scare. And he like kind of jolts up and he's like, Ugh! and Sydney's like, not in my movie. And kills him again in his Shoots head. Shoots him in the point blank <laughs> in the forehead. <laughs> kills him again in his head. <laughs> she shot him in the center of the head, to be specific. Amazing aim. Yeah, no, incredible aim for a girl who's never shot a gun. <laughs> yeah. And then they're like, they hear this other commotion. And it's like her fucking father who's been tied up for a week. A week, <laughs> y'all finally comes crashing out of the closet and he's like i'm literally just trying to piss okay to this like is the voice <laughs> this is the voice that her dad or this is the voice that sydney makes when her dad comes out she goes dad <laughs> she's like she's she like said dad, don't embarrass me like, in front of my friends dad. stop it dad <laughs> Oh my gosh. So the final moments of the film, we see Dewey get wheeled away in a gurney. He's still alive. He survived his stabbing attack. Thank and God. Gail, girl boss Weathers, fresh off of a tragedy. <laughs> Pushes her hair back, wipes like a little bit of She's the She's like, get this on camera. <laughs> Kenny's not alive anymore. Someone get me on camera. She's immediately giving a full tour of the entire premise and just being like, this is the series of where the grizzly murders went happened in this farmhouse. You hear me? Yeah. And I was part of she it. She needs to have like a trauma blanket on just her. Just to say, yeah. flash forward to the second movie and she's written a book about the, the Woodsboro murders mm-hmm. and she's totally famous. Yeah. Hot journalist. Pretty incredible. Mm-hmm. And the last thing we see of the movie is a quick jump scare of the ghost face mask. I'm scared. And that is Scream. Wow. I'm just, I was so scared the whole time we were talking about that. I nearly fainted. Wow. I'm, I'm glad you made it through. We we did it. Yeah, me too. Yeah, it's God, it's such an enjoyable Halloween movie. I'm like sad that i didn't watch it sooner than last year but it's definitely become like a favorite in my like october watch rotation for sure so are you all ready for the new screen i'm very excited i still have to watch the subsequent movies oh my god there's that girl from the other movie who's the girl in scream for that's like oh emma roberts no the other really five no, no, no! It was Scream Four. It was okay. Scream Four. But who, who was that? A really annoying blonde girl. Oh. Try- H- Hayden Pant. Oh, Hayden Panettiere. Panettiere. Yes. Yeah. So stupid in that. And Rory Culkin. Wow. I- I'm gonna preface you that when you yeah. watch Scream Three, it's the worst. Yeah, the third one okay. is the worst. Noted. The second one is pretty good, from what I recall. The second one's incredible. Yeah. 
Um, overall, this movie was a 10 out of 10, 100% on Rotten Tomatoes, and wow. clearly it deserves to be on your shelf. If you haven't watched this movie, then you're not a, you're not a horror fan, <laughs> and you're probably not a friend of mine. Yeah, I mean, I think it, I think it walks the line of, um, uh, satire and homage very well. Oh, I, where it, it clearly has this like really deep love for the genre, but the comedy and like the comedic elements throughout are so like spot on and satisfying. It's just a very self aware movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like, it's, 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 it's half psychological, half cinema masterpiece. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree. I give it three thumbs up. Three thumbs up. I just think it's like a really interesting movie all the way through. Like there's no part where you're like, oh, it kind of like dies down here. It's captivating the entire 140 minutes or sorry, hour 40 minutes. And um, <laughs> I think that like the way that they craft the characters, I'm also like, oh, you know, Tatum is the cheerleader. But they are also like Tatum is a great friend and a confidant. Yeah. And she like supports Sydney yeah. through all this trauma she's experiencing. And like Sydney makes it out. Gail makes it out. Like I think that the movie is just so well thought out. It is really a survivor's tale. Yeah. Definitely has I agree. that. agree. Also, it's just like there'll never be a movie like it mm -hmm. ever again. You know, it, exactly. it, it, it set this. It set the tone for the entire horror movies to come out for the rest of the 90s. Yeah. It put a standard out there that could not be replicated in any way. I Know What You Did Last Summer was a direct, like, we got to do something, you know. We got to make something that will follow mm -hmm. and be the same intensity. But obviously, it hits, but it doesn't hit the same way. And you just can't do what he did yeah again we we talked about this because we just did um the first fear street movie like a couple weeks ago oh my god i'm about to watch it tonight <gasps> for the first time oh my gosh you have to let us know what you think because you there are to. a lot of scream references in it oh I can't and wait. i feel I like that is kind of like this generation like the 2020s version of scream is fear street but it's also like set in the 90s so it lends itself so well to like Ooh. being an homage to that but yeah, the, I, I, I'm not super familiar with horror, so I'm definitely not the person to say this, but like, I really don't, I can't think of anything else that really replica replicates what Scream was and what it did. That's and real. I think it's just such an enjoyable watch, especially as somebody who's not like a big horror person. I think it's very like accessible and kind of a good jumping off point if you want to get into the genre. Yeah, this is definitely like the, the, the easy level horror movie that mm -hmm. doesn't like it challenges you at the very basic level. Yeah. Some horror movies, they just like mother. They just fuck you up. They don't do anything well. They don't build it up. They I just, talk about they just mother with like Jennifer mm -hmm. Lawrence. Fun. Yes. That movie was not okay. That movie was ill. It was not I okay with that movie. <laughs> yeah. The movie was like. Ugh, ugh. It's really God. sickening. I was like, I'm leaving the theater. I'm done. I, I left the theater. I said, manager. I, I want a fucking refund for that because that is not what I paid $15 for. I'm like, I want my AMC Stubbs <laughs> refund. Yeah, this movie doesn't feel like gratuitous or like unearned. I feel like the the violence, because it's so undercut with humor, yeah. it, it feels like a nice balance between the two. Yeah, it's just it's just a different tone. Mm -hmm. It's it's a, it's a 90s tone of horror movies that they just don't make anymore. Yeah. That blends like kind of comedy to the, like the bleakest kind of horror. Mm-hmm. Shall we rate it? 
I would rate it 9 out of 10. I'm also doing That's a 9 out of 10. Okay, um, this is a little untraditional. I'm going to give it 29 doubloons. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> we will accept that in our scale. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's a lot of doubloons and I figure it's valuable yeah it's to indicate how valuable it is yeah I love I it love I love that. it but yeah guys go watch Scream well, it's, it should be it's it's Halloween time go watch it it's the best well th- I would th- go listen to Seeking Derangements yes. on my podcast if you're interested in uh, something a little bit more deranged but stick with these gals and you'll get uh, you'll get the best oh thank you yeah and we'll have all your links in the show notes if you want to go follow along definitely check it out I'm Mo and I'm Christina and our theme song is by Garrett Schmidt bye bye